Welcome to Aligned and Ambitious Radio. I'm your host, Taylor Slanko, business coach, entrepreneur, dog mom to Marley, and iced coffee obsessed. I help women build businesses that give them total freedom with their time and money without sacrificing the things that are important to them. I was able to scale my business and brand well beyond six figures in sales my first year because I was focused on staying aligned and ambitious. I did things my own way, I wrote my own rules, and I believe your business is your playground. There's no one strategy, one size, or one way to build the business of your dreams. Through this podcast, I'm committed to peeling back the curtain and sharing the behind the scenes of my own business. So we'll talk about everything from mindset to strategies to marketing, and of course, how to make more money. I'm so happy you're here. Now let's dive into this week's episode. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Aligned and Ambitious Radio. I have a very special guest. I believe I met her in like the most divine way possible. And we hit off this beautiful friendship Instagram DMs. But I have Miss Ariel Griffin with me today. She's the CEO and the founder of Luxurious Peace. She's a high-grade healer, and she really values holistic wellness and balance. And you guys know that I'm all about that, too. So I'm really excited for all the knowledge she's going to drop for you today. But she started her business, Luxurious Peace, with one goal in mind, which was self-preservation, which that just like intrigues me so much. So Ariel, tell us how you got started, how you got into business, and what does self-preservation mean to you? Well, Luxurious Peace was started actually out of a need. I got sick in 2018 with something called topical steroid withdrawal. Topical steroid withdrawal basically stems from an overproduction of medication that's inside of your body, man-made medication, whether it's opioids, hydrocortisones, or things of that nature. Unfortunately for me, I had eczema, which is a skin disorder, since I was about five years old. My parents put me on hydrocortisone and I got hydrocortisone shots. I mean, anything you could think of, I was like basically a test monkey for, I guess you could say the prescription world (laughs) of medication. And so I ended up getting sick. My organs started to shut down and I didn't want to die. So that's where self-preservation came in. What could I do to heal myself? Because all the doctors kept telling me was, you need to take antibiotics or you need to get on more medication. And that just wasn't an option for me. I have children. I have people to live for. So I said, you know what? I need to find an alternative way to heal my body. I've always been into holistic healing and learning how to heal myself through food, whether it be cinnamon, garlic, ginger, turmeric, things of that nature. So I said, you know what? I need to dive a little bit deeper into it. I found out that my eczema is an actual autoimmune disorder. It's not necessarily a skin disorder. It's an autoimmune disorder. So I found that I had something called leaky gut syndrome. There's a lining in my gut that gets bacteria easily inside of it. And the reaction is an adverse reaction, which is my skin breaking out. So I said, okay, I got to do something. I started to see a holistic doctor, a naturopath. From there, she introduced me to acupuncture and auricular therapy. Auricular therapy is acupuncture of the ear. And your ear houses certain organ points in your body. So like this point here penetrates your liver, this point here penetrates your kidney, and so on and so forth. So auricular therapy encompasses a needle being stuck at that organ point in your ear for anywhere from 24 hours to 30 days. Your body eventually rejects the needle. And what that does is it helps to stimulate the production inside of that organ so that organ can properly heal itself. 
uh, with topical steroid withdrawal, people who typically have this condition are lacking minerals and vitamins in their bodies like magnesium, or they're deficient in other ways as far as their intake of food is concerned. We're not properly eating you know, a well-balanced diet. So that had to change. I had to do something called an elimination diet where I had to remove GMOs, processed foods, sugars, dairy, meat from my diet. Fortunately for me, I haven't had pork or red meat in 21 years last week. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's been a, a change. It's been four years since I've had like chicken or poultry, turkey, two years since I've had shellfish. So the only meat I can actually eat is fish. I do limit myself with the trans fat, the polycarbonated foods and sugars and things like that. So it's just about being more meticulous and cognizant of what you're doing to your body, what you're putting in your body. That's what self-preservation is about. Mm -hmm. I mean, most people have something to live for, whether it's a family member, a pet, or just for themselves. So it's about encouraging people to do better, you know, whether it be, again, with food, diet, exercise. It's just about living and enjoying mm -hmm. what you have left here on this earth. I want to really dig into this food conversation because, I mean, you are far, far more educated than me. That's why I have you here. But like, I've really been digging into the toxins that are in our food. There's so much garbage. And now people are starting to finally have this conversation and realize how food can literally heal you from the inside out. There's actually a documentary on Netflix. I don't remember what it's called, but it's about some woman. She's basically dying of cancer and they told her it's terminal. And she mm. worked with a holistic healer and they started changing her diet. Like you're saying, getting rid of all the preservatives and the frozen shit and focusing on yeah. nutrients and fueling your body. And she healed herself and she yeah. went on to live her full life. And yet there's constant marketing in our faces about like, oh, well, this cereal has lots of whole grains or fibers, or there's these buzzwords that make us think that it's healthy when we don't know any better. So can you talk about what kind of toxicity is in our foods and kind of what to look for? Sure. A lot of toxicity that is currently in our foods are the refined vegetable oils. We don't think about that. Refined vegetable oils or seed oils, something like a corn oil, safflower oil, sunflower oil, a soybean oil, or a cottonseed oil. A lot of those foods, they cause toxins. I'm sure you're familiar with BPA. I'm sure you've heard that before in our plastics, BPA-friendly plastics. BPA stands for something called bisphenol A, and it's actually a compound. It's a chemical compound that they use as a preservative. It's found in the lining of our canned foods. It's found in baby bottles. It basically, I guess you could say, it helps to keep the structure of a plastic. It makes it more strong. It makes it more durable. Um, and that's something that we're putting inside of our bodies. So we have to be very careful about the plastics that we're using to store our food because our food is absorbing that BPA or the BPS. They have bisphenol S, bisphenol F. They have different levels to this chemical compound. And what that does is it disrupts our cells. It disrupts the production and formation of our cells. And a lot of people don't realize it that, you know, we're shedding skin cells, we're losing cells every single day, but we're also replenishing them. And it doesn't help when we're poisoning our bodies with these compounds that are FDA regulated and deemed as safe for us. I guess you could say another toxin would be something like trans fat. Trans fat is, again, in hydrogenated oils it raises the LDL in your body, which is the bad cholesterol, and it lowers the HDL in your body, which is the good cholesterol. And we all know that when our LDL is raised and our HDL is lowered, that causes heart disease. So trans fat is something that we need to stay away from. 
let's see what else there's other things PAH is those are polycarbonated aromatic hydrocarbons I'm a science girl so <laughs> I love it I love it yeah those are basically found in coal and tar deposits something like engines and incinerators they are chemical derivatives. So if you think about like an engine being set on fire and broke down, you might see those chemical elements, the lead and the mercury and things like that, you know, could be on the ground after the engine is burnt up. That's the stuff that's in your food. That's the stuff that's in your makeup. We don't even realize, yeah, we don't realize that mineral makeup, that's what they're talking about. Those are the minerals that they're talking about. They're not necessarily talking about minerals from the earth. Some, yes, like radon, which again, it's a gas, a poisoning gas that's found in food and makeup. And those are things that we have to be careful about. Another, I guess, toxin would be added sugar. Obviously, added sugar is found during the packaging process of foods. It's found in table sugar, packaged sweeteners like Sweet and Low, Splenda. Sometimes it has added sugar in it. So we have to be meticulous about that. You know, use substitutes instead, honey, agave, anything that's natural, that's a natural sweetener. Cane sugar is pretty good. Even pineapple juice, you know, we try to find substitutes to help replenish that need because we want that sweetness, you know, so. Yes, that was um, going to be my next thought. Is, and I, this isn't a conspiracy episode, so I don't want to go too far into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is like we are poisoning our bodies daily with what we're putting into it and on it to essentially, my guess would be like fund the pharmaceutical industry, which is a different conversation for a different day. Yep. But that's Mm -hmm. kind of what I wanted to segue into is like, we have become addicted to this garbage. We've become addicted to these poisons. And so how was it shifting? You're you're talking about substitutes and what to look for instead. And I think a safe baseline is like whole foods and things that come from the ground and things that aren't packaged and things that, you know, will expire in a reasonable time. (laughs) But when it comes to like reading the labels, is, is there something that you look for or is there like substitutions that you found that really work for you? Well, I mean, I always look at the nutrition facts. I always look to see how much sugar for sure is in something and how much sodium is in something as well. Um, Our bodies become addicted to sodium. We don't realize, you know, our bodies are actually made up of sodium and water, (laughs) you know, so those are things that we crave and we don't necessarily realize that. So when I'm looking at a nutrition label, I'm looking at, was this genetically modified? Was this organically grown? Again, how much sugar and sodium does this have? How much potassium does it have? How many ingredients are in here that I can't even pronounce? Typically, if I can't pronounce it, I don't want it. It's usually a man-made substance, a chemical that's produced in order to preserve that item as far as shelf life is concerned, or, I mean, just the overall life of the product. And you have to be kind of weary of things like that. I think it's about us educating ourselves more. Again, genetically modified foods we find that in cotton, you know, cotton seeds are genetically modified. Cotton seed, what does that do? It turns into cotton that's on our body. We don't realize that we're wearing GMO clothing. It's a part of the manufacturing process, not for all, but for some. So it's good for us to really look at those labels. Are we wearing something that's organic cotton? Are we wearing something that's stain resistant, fire resistant? Again, those are genetically modified things as well. Even the lining in our pans and containers, again, like I mentioned before with the BPA, those are things that you have to look for. When you buy things, you want things that are BPA friendly. You want things that don't have added sugar or added trans fat. You also want to limit your mercury intake. I'm a fish eater. Like I said earlier, I didn't realize how much mercury was in the fish that I was eating until I became pregnant, because that's something that they tell pregnant women to stray away from. Don't eat a lot of catfish. Don't eat a lot of mackerel or, um, 
I forgot the other fish that have mercury in it, but a shrimp, there's a high amount in it in iodine and it eventually poisons our organs. Yeah. And Tony Robbins is someone I follow and he's really big into like holistic health. And last year he was diagnosed with a really, really serious case of mercury poisoning and his body was like shutting down and he thought he was doing all the right things. And it's really about having an awareness and being in tuned with your nutrition, what you're putting in your body. And for the right reason, it's like, we are supposed to eat to fuel ourselves and to create more energy, but it's become such a thing in society that's like, more about pleasure and like celebration and splurging and things like Mm -hmm. that. So we've talked about foods and you've touched on makeup and clothes, but how else do these toxins show up in our environment? Well, these toxins show up in our environment just from the air that we breathe every day. Look at all the towers that are being made to support this whole 5G phenomena that's going on right now. Our fuel, our gasoline, there's lead, there's mercury, radon, formaldehyde. There's so many different radioactive chemicals that are floating around that cause cancer, that poison us. A lot of these chemicals are odorless, tasteless, and colorless. So we can't see them. We don't realize that. There's an oil rig that's not too far from my home. And you constantly see them, you know, pumping the oil out of the lines to make gasoline or whatever type of fuel they're making. Obviously, there's petroleum in it. Petroleum is another compound. We all grew up on Vaseline and we didn't realize, you know, that petroleum is potentially bad for you. You know, we got to stay away from things like that. So environmental toxins are, I guess you could say, one of those things that are a silent killer. We don't realize the environment that's around us, which is why it's imperative for us to get as much oxygen as we possibly can. Hence my lovely tangerine tree back here. Yes, I was going to ask you, you guys can't see, but she has this beautiful tree with fruit behind yeah. her, which makes total sense about Amazing. homegrown. It's so gorgeous. Yep. yep, yep, we're homegrown over here. I just can't jeopardize my health like that. I mean, I don't want to go to the grocery store and get a tangerine that I got to wash six times because it's filled with pesticides or spray to keep bugs off of it. You know, bugs help keep other bugs away that could potentially be harmful for you. I'd rather have an ant crawling on my tangerine to keep away I don't know some other kind of deadly bug that to have somebody spray some roundup on it you know right. which also causes cancer so yeah and it's like the prices are fucked up too because yeah the, the organic shit is significantly more expensive but when you're having this conversation which is much bigger than just splurging at the grocery store it's vital to your health and like your longevity and your energy and your quality of life and someone like you almost hit like a rock bottom yeah with their health and wellness but I'm assuming at least the majority of the audience you guys aren't at a rock bottom and so we're really blessed to have you here speaking to us so we can get ahead of it before god forbid we run into a health related issue because of the shit we're putting on our face on our skin in our deodorant and our body washes, um, shampoos. This year I made the goal to switch to a natural-based hair care product because I was doing a lot of research about how it seeps into the root of your head and then it's in your bloodstream and it goes through your body and all of the brands like Pantene and Suave and trust me, like the biggest, most affordable brands and they're made of garbage and it's not Mm -hmm. to bash the brand it's just a fact of the matter and so it's important for us to start evaluating everything the clothes we're wearing the plastic we're using the bottles we're drinking of what's in our environment I'm sure even like Febreze and cleaning products I mean we could probably go on and on on Mm -hmm. absolutely 1000 percent I remember when I was in college I got sick 
I had got a scalp infection. I used to do hair shows, so I had a weave in my hair. It was called a bonded weave, and they use a specific glue to attach the fake hair to your scalp. Unbeknownst to me, I had a little scratch in my head, and the chemicals from the glue seeped inside of that scratch. Next thing you know, I have a full-blown infection in oh my scalp. Gosh. Yeah. So at 18 years old, that is where I was like, okay, things have to change. I can't do this anymore. I didn't realize I had an allergy to certain dyes. Certain dyes also cause toxicity. I have to be very careful about certain chemicals that I put in my body, especially, like you said, hair care products, shampoos, and things like that. I noticed that if I use a shampoo that my body is unfamiliar with, I eventually start to get sick. I start to get hot. Mm. It's the weirdest experience. I don't know if other people experience that, but it's like my body is just resisting it. It's like, no, this is not natural. We can't use it. I have an allergy to formaldehyde. I didn't even realize that. So there's certain things, like you said, that we have to be aware of. I don't think we realize that our skin is the largest organ on our bodies. So daily uses of deodorants, soaps, lotions, and body care products are essential. And like you said, we typically opt for those that are more affordable. But what's in those that are more affordable? You know, most of those, yes, they are water-based, but most of those do have chemicals in them to, again, exacerbate the shelf life to basically, I guess you could say, give people more because they can stretch things out. They can thin them out so that they can produce these things by the masses and we're buying them up. And then we don't realize, you know, especially young girls, they don't realize, why is my vagina burning after using this soap? I wasn't having sex or whatever the case may be, but I'm going to continue to use the soap because it smells great and all my other friends use it and they don't have a problem, but you don't know that your friend is suffering from a yeast infection. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, <laughs> that was totally me, especially with like the bath and body work bullshit fruity shit. Oh, yeah. like, I would break out an infection almost monthly, pretty much. Wow. And yeah, wow. It, it was insane. And probably for most listeners, because it's not like it's a lack of caring, but it's really a lack of awareness. Awareness. Yeah. And so a lot of people might be feeling really overwhelmed right now. Like, mm-hmm. Holy shit, I need to revamp everything. I need to relook at everything. I need to cleanse everything. So what are a few tips you can give to listeners who are just starting to purge through things and make different habits and shift their way of consuming things? Where can they start? You can start by educating yourself. Just read. Knowledge is power. If you can read, you know, you're halfway there. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Seriously, those reading and math are the two universal things that across the board, it'll never change. Everybody needs to know how to read. Everybody needs to just know how to do the basics. One plus one is always going to be two wherever you go. But at the end of the day, yeah, you want to educate yourself. I'm not saying, you know, you need to become a vegan or you need to remove certain things from your diet. But again, like you said, it's just about being aware. The older we get, the more our body starts to break down. You know, a lot of people are having fertility issues. They want to get pregnant, but they can't. But they don't realize, well, I eat a box of pizza only once a week. Seriously? Really? Right, right. (laughs) Do you know what's in that? Yes, we love those yeast rolls from Chick-fil-A. But do you know what's in that? You know what I, I mean? I do, I do. I love those. <laughs> so, so yeast, chicken rolls. I mean, when I used to eat chicken, oh my God, that was my shit right there. You right. Know, nobody could tell me anything. I'm going to get a Chick-fil-A yeast chicken roll, whatever those things are called. And one of those icy lemonades that they have, again, that has dairy in it. I remember when I was a kid, I had some mashed potatoes. My brother was like, that looks like cow mucus or something like that, you know, and it just fucked me up. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just about being cognizant of, like you said, about being aware 
of what you're putting into your body. You have to read the labels. You have to read the ingredients. We have to, again, look for those seed oils. We don't realize that a lot of those bath products that we use have palm oil in it or petroleum in it. Again, those compounds are not good for our planet. If it's not good for our environment, why would it be good for you? Right. You have to take those things into consideration. I mean, I think parents are probably some of the more cognizant people when it comes to looking at stuff because, you know, we're looking at things for the betterment of our children. Right. But now as adults, we have to look at things for the betterment of ourselves. Like, yeah, we've been existing this long, but have we really been living? Ooh, um, that's so you know, good. That's so good. Yeah, for me, again, like I mentioned before, I do a lot of things that are not FDA approved. You and I previously talking, I believe I told you, I have an addiction to cryotherapy, ultraviolet therapy. Yes. Yeah, you know, all those different therapies that are really cool flotation therapy where I'm laying in this tank filled with magnesium you know and I just float and it just allows me to just go into a zone where I can be creative and have different thoughts but at the same time that magnesium is penetrating my body which is something that my body has been lacking so I've opted to use magnesium deodorant that doesn't have aluminum in it you know again aluminum another chemical compound that we're putting into our body and we don't realize this overproduction of heavy metals It's draining us. It's making us gain weight. It's not conducive to radiation therapy if you had cancer and, you know, you need to get some type of radiation treatment. But if you have all those chemicals in your body, what good is that? It's kind of counterproductive, I guess you could say. Right. You know, so, yeah, I think it's more so about being aware. That's one tip for sure. I don't know. Three other tips. Just, I mean, change your diet. Seriously, we have to change our diet. We have to do better. We have to eat better. I mean, try to eat a well-balanced diet. Nobody is saying to starve yourself, but just incorporate fruits and vegetables more often. Yeah, organic produce is typically better for you and it is more expensive, but I mean, good shit always costs more. Yeah, it does. I mean, you yep. can't buy a Louis bag for five dollars. Not a real one. <laughs> oh, I just love so, it. Oh my gosh. Right. I mean, it's so true. And I think there's a mindset shift too, especially like we're talking to a base of ambitious women and entrepreneurs. It's like if you guys want to optimize your business, you have to optimize your body. You have to optimize Absolutely. your mind. You have to optimize your energy. You have to optimize the vessel that you're using to go do the thing you want to do and make the money you want to make. And so that was the biggest thing for me this year because I'm a picky eater. I, I've previously eaten like a five-year-old chicken nuggets, pizza, French fries, <laughs> like literally garbage. And yeah. this year was a big shift of if I have these big goals in my business, I have to fuel myself properly. And so like what you're saying, it could be just a simple shift of, okay, like maybe I'm going to have a piece of chicken or whatever, but I'm going to eat my vegetables first and try to at least fill up on things that are better. And it's small shifts right. like that, that, I think, compound over time. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what prompted me to stop eating chicken, actually. I was a chicken nugget eating chick. You know, I went to McDonald's three times in one day and got some chicken nuggets. And I was just like, you know what? This has to stop. So I told myself, you know what? Let me see if I can go a week without eating chicken. A week turned into now it's time for Lent. Let me see if I can go 30 days. Mm. Now it's been four years. So it was a progressive change. So I think if people want to make change, they have to do it in small doses. You don't want to just start off just eliminating every single thing out of your diet because then eventually you go back to it. You crave it again. This episode is sponsored by Five Figure Flow, my signature launch program that literally hands you all of the tools and all of the strategies you'll need to create bigger, more profitable launches. 
Five Figure Flow normally only opens once a year, but I've decided to reopen it one more time before this year is over, and it's coming back bigger and better than ever before, so you're going to want to make sure your name is on the waitlist for this one. Go to alignedandambitious.co forward slash bigger launches. For me, I don't want to say that I'm conceited or anything like that, but I am very particular about acne and stuff like that and how my skin looks. Um, I just realized, you know, when I'm eating those fried foods all the time, I'm starting to get acne breakouts and whatnot. And it's not cool. And it doesn't feel good either. You know, that's a buildup of bacteria that's in your body. You don't realize that. That pus that's coming out, that's not healthy. (laughs) You know, it's good to get it out of the bump. Yeah, but it's like your body, you feel some type of instantaneous relief, I guess you could say, when you pop that pimple. And it's um, totally instant gratification, and that's like an addiction. Yeah. (laughs) absolutely you know but your pores are clogged why are your pores clogged because your skin is clogged because your arteries are clogged and everything else we don't realize the damage that we're doing to ourselves just on a daily basis with what we eat with what we wear with what we breathe in all the carcinogens that are found in just everyday things like cigarettes I didn't even realize that there were dead carcasses that were in cigarettes Uh, my mom is a cigarette smoker so Growing up, I would always write her reports on how she needs to stop. I'm like, do you know right. there's a dead body in there, mom? You know, it's gross. So she's just like, whatever, pass me my pack of cigarettes. Okay? But- <laughs> you are a wealth of knowledge, but what I really admire is your bigger mission. And I kind of want to close with the conversation around diversity and the lack of availability of these resources. I mean, we're talking about organic food and high-end clean skin products and mm-hmm. non-conventional ways of treating yourself like cryotherapy, like acupuncture, like those come with a cost. So yeah. I know a big part of your mission is to make these resources more available in minority communities. Can you talk about this? Like, how can we collectively be doing more to raise awareness around this? Well, what we can do to raise awareness around this is just to be present. We have to be present. We have to be in it. We have to get involved. We have to be the change that we want to see. Like I stress all the time, health is wealth. Health is your most valuable asset. Unfortunately, in our communities, health is not taken into consideration. I know if I go to the grocery store in my community, I can easily pick up some shit. You know, it's easily for me to get some bullshit in my community. But if I go outside of my community, I can get all of the great organic foods that I want to eat. And it's really disheartening because it's like people in minority communities are encouraged to eat worse which is really daunting, to be honest with you. We should be able to go to the grocery store and get, you know, the same food that we could get in Beverly Hills or something like that over in South LA. And I mean, these have systemic effects on us. I guess you could say there's a systemic or systematic bias towards minorities, whether it's in, again, in our foods, it's in our education system. You know, I have children and I have to be aware of those things like that, the lack of resources that they have in their school. So I can't have them go to school in our school district. They have to go outside of the school district because I want them to have a better education. You know, African-Americans, they have lack of resources in the education system. We only have 57% of African-American students in LAUSD that have access to college prep courses where 71% are white that have access to it and 81% are Asian. You know, those percentages are alarming. They are. There's so many different 
socioeconomic and stereotypes and prejudices that are just involved in our system, that things have to change. Again, you know, if we want to be the change that we want to see, we have to vote. We have to get the right people into office. And again, we have to be present. There's a huge disparity here in our world as far as, you know, education and health and equality is concerned. And we just all have to do better. I think that this whole corona, coronacation that we've been on has allowed all of us to kind of see things and see the world for what it actually is. And it's very sad because it seems like our leadership is inciting some type of race war. I hate to say that, but there's a divide and it shouldn't be because at the end of the day, we're all human. I don't give a fuck what color you are, religion, background, whatever. At the end of the day, we still believe the same blood. We still got the same minerals, bones, vitamins, and everything that are in our bodies. You know, the same blood runs through my veins as it does yours. So it doesn't make me any less human because of the melanated portion of my body or because somebody is thinner or larger or whatever. You know, this shit is stupid, to be honest with you. And it sucks. The lack of resources that we have in our communities just because of the color of our skin or ethnicity or religions. It is. It's absolutely alarming. And especially we're talking about toxins in terms of like food and beauty and environmental. It's like there's also toxicity like in our educational systems and (laughs) in the different communities and in the media, like there's toxic that we're consuming in the media. And like you're saying, this massive divide that's kind of being like poked and prodded by leadership and it's terrifying. And so I love that one, we can come together and have this conversation. Like we are one, two different stages of life, two different walks. Like we're different parts of the world. I'm white, you're black. And we are having this conversation of let's bridge the gap and let's bridge the fucking gap. Let's talk about ways where we can all come together to close off this. Like you said, it's fucking stupid. It makes no sense why those percentages are the way that they are. And for the parents and the people who don't have the awareness, like you have the, I'm going to stick with your brand, luxury. You have the luxury of sending your children to an outside school district. And it's like, well, what about the parents that don't or that are just unaware of the statistics to begin with to be able to take that stand? I mean, that is such an important conversation. It's unfortunate because they don't think that we care. They don't think that we're invested in our children. They don't think that we're invested in their education. So again, here comes the biases, the systematic biases that are in the school systems, the teachers also. They think, you know, because this is a high minority school, these kids won't succeed. They don't have a chance. And right now we have a chance to prove people wrong. You know, I think that it also comes from our ancestral roots. We weren't given the opportunity to read and learn, but at the same time, we found ways to educate ourselves. We found ways to do that. And we've excelled and we all can overcome. One of the disheartening things that I noticed also was the lack of, I guess you could say, education with toddlers. A lot of parents, they don't take the time to, like the commercial says, talk, read and sing. It changes everything. A lot of parents don't do that. They think, oh, because my baby is under three years old. They don't know anything. I can play this music that has bad language around them, or I can, you know, show movies around them that have violence in it and things like that. They think that it's okay. And they think that the child is not absorbing that when they really are, you know? So it's about us creating a paradigm shift, not just politically, but also in our own personal environments with our families. Again, going back to the whole mantra of awareness, we have to be aware. We have to be cognizant. 
of what we're doing to ourselves, what we're doing to our children, what we're doing to our nieces, nephews, cousins, our entire family. We don't realize that the energy that we're projecting is being absorbed. That's why Protect Your Peace is about, again, self-preservation, protecting your energy, protecting your planet. You know, we need to have Mm. renewable and reusable resources, like our BPA-friendly, luxurious piece, water bottles. Yes. yes. (laughs) It is politics. And I mean, like you said, it's not about politics, and it's not about a division. It's about awareness. And I think it starts in the home before it really comes out in policies. And so if we can have these conversations and educate more people, regardless of the color of their skin, this is helpful for everyone listening right now. And it starts with us. It starts with us making these small shifts and creating this change through these small compounded, like you said, shifted paradigm over time. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in a week. It's something that you need to be consistent. It's a sustainable life shift down from the energy you're projecting to your belief system, to undoing these biases, creating a more empowered paradigm and just better Mm -hmm. decisions overall of what we're consuming from the media to our food to our makeup and everything in between right 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 it's funny because I wanted to start a vegan makeup line I would say it was maybe 2004 and I talked to several manufacturers who all told me it couldn't be done and me being so stupid and gullible I believed them you know they're like no you can't make makeup out of a red lipstick out of beets That'll never happen. You need to kill actual beetles and get the blood and sacrifice that to make some lipstick. And I'm just like, what the hell? Are you kidding me? And now everybody has a vegan something, <laughs> you know? Well, right. so <laughs> I think, and again, like we're going in so many different fields, which I'm just like, I'm here for, but it's like, we are just sheep. And yeah. if 2020 has taught me anything, it's to question everything. Like, Absolutely. Wear a mask. Why? I'm willing to be educated, but I want to know why. I want to know the exactly. reason. I want to know the how. I want to know the story. I want to understand. Yet the vast majority of the U.S. at least can be told something on the news or on the radio and just be like, thumbs up. Okay, got it. We'll do it. Right. Like, and we believe it. We need to have the awareness to even start to question and like to stand up for our rights and what we choose to do, what we want to put in our bodies, how we want to live our life, you know? Yeah. Well, that's again, going back to just being present. You have yeah. to be present. You got to show up. You have to pull up. You have to educate yourself. You want to know why? Then you need to hit University of YouTube or the Googler, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like the majority of us do. You know, I am a alumni of the University of YouTube and Google. I'm sure you are, too. Yeah, I love (laughs) it. You know, you have to educate yourself like this mask shit is crazy out here, especially in L.A., because a lot of people don't want to wear them. You know, it affects our fashion. We're big on that out here, you know. And just like you guys are in New York, right. you know, if we can have some cool masks to go with our outfits, then yeah. But at the same time, it restricts our breathing. And we want to know, why do I have to wear this mask? I don't have fucking Corona. So why do I need to wear it? Oh, it's to protect yourself from other people that have it that may be asymptomatic that don't even know that they have it. Right. But at the same time, it could awaken other viruses that are inside of your body. Again, you have to educate yourself. And yeah. you have to find out what's beneficial to you. Should I get this cloth mask? Should I get this N95? or whatever the case may be, you right. know what I mean? And there's no um, right or wrong, guys, for anyone no. listening. Like, we're not judging masks or no. No, no, no. It's no, not no. about that. It's just about being educated to make the decision and empowering right. the decision for yourself. Yes, exactly. Because with education comes empowerment. Yeah. You know, when you are educated, you have the power. You have the right to make informed choice now. Yeah. You know, again, 
health is wealth. Yeah. We have to protect our health. That's the most valuable asset that we have. I so agree. Oh my gosh. Without it, we are nothing. Seriously, I wouldn't be able to talk to you if I was sick in the hospital again. Yeah. Or whatever the case may have been. Yeah, and, and oh my gosh, we could do a two-hour episode easily. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just come back. We'll do yeah. it round two. <laughs> yeah, okay, that sounds good because seriously, like, you have schooled me today. I know that everyone listening is going to absolutely love this episode. So please tell the people where they can find more of you. Well, they can find me on my website, which is www.luxuriouspeace.com. I found that a lot of people don't know how to spell luxurious, so let me spell it out. For you. <laughs> we'll link it in the show notes so they can just click and go. <laughs> okay, cool. So I don't have to do that. But yeah, they can find me on luxuriouspeace.com, Instagram at luxuriouspeace, protect your peace. I'll be on more social media channels. I told Taylor, you know, early on that I've been a little frightened of social media because people are mean, people are crazy, right. you know, and, 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 and you're just part, protecting your peace. It, absolutely. <laughs> 1000%. People are toxic. And I see how all these people get hung up on, do they like my posts and things like that? But yeah, we're all over the net. So you guys can check us out at www.luxuriouspeace.com. Go ahead and inbox me. I'm always open to chat. If you want to DM me on IG, go ahead. It's usually me that responds. I do have a team, but at the end of the day, 98% of the time, it's all me. So if you need any more educational tips, resources, or any quirky euphemisms that you want to hear, I don't know. Yes, <laughs> I love it. We will link everything. Seriously, you guys connect with her, follow her. She's incredible. Thank you so much for this episode. Yeah. It has been amazing. For sure. Thank you, Taylor. Yes. All right, guys, we will catch you next week on Aligned and Ambitious Radio. That's a wrap. If you loved this episode, be sure to screenshot it, post it on your Instagram story, and tag me. To stay up to date on all things Aligned and Ambitious, make sure you're subscribed to the show, and I'm always so grateful when you leave a review. New episodes drop every single Monday, and during the in-between, you can find me hanging out on Instagram. So I hope to connect with you over there and I'll see you next week.